0: And now it's time for the Shake and Blake show live on Wildcat 919. I love, it. say it one more time. Shake and Blake. Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. You're both verbs. Awesome. Blake Crawford, it's not very often that you have a national player of the year candidate wearing the purple and white. John Grove, it just felt like he could do nothing wrong with the ball in his hands. Bring you all things K-State sports and even more. And it's Shake Blake 10. Welcome everybody into the Shake and Blake Show with Blake Crawford and John Grove. My name is Blake Crawford, alongside John Grove. It's been a couple weeks, John, since we've been here, but we're back live on Wildcat 91.9. Nine. It feels so good. But how are you? doing? It feels good to be home, pretty much. Yeah, it's,
1: it's just like you're on a long trip, like you're you're either outside of a country or outside of the states or anything like that. Uh, and then when you just come home, you sit on the couch. It's like, oh man, this is this is just very comfortable. But just coming back and you're all relaxed it's 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 like home where the heart is it's this is what the studio's like right here,
0: yeah, it definitely feels good to be back in the studio uh we got a decent amount to cover, you know it's the off season, but you know there's still some good stuff out there to talk about. We're gonna talk some uh transfer news for um uh, women's basketball and men's basketball, I'll talk some baseball, and we're gonna do round four of Wildcat trivia. It should be a good one, new section involved in there. But first of all, uh, make sure you're tuning into to 91.9 tomorrow for Vinyl-Thon. On Saturday, going to be uh, spinning records for 24 hours straight. So I think that should be a lot of fun. And on our end, make sure you're following the podcast, Shake and Blake, You know, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Um, follow us on Twitter at Blake 312 We've been quite active today. Uh, make sure you take our sp- uh, t- quizzes on um, uh, Sporkle.com. Just go to Sporkle.com, and then you'll look up K-State Sports Chevy rounds 1 through 3. Um, you can take any of those, let us know how you do, and uh, and then we'll upload round four um, once we've done this as soon as we can. Um, probably not going to do an episode this weekend, John, unless something crazy happens. Um, we'll probably just hold off until maybe some news drops, or we'll just do some on Friday. Um, right. Th-
1: just think of it, right when the show ends, just a whole mega of <laughs> news just yeah. happens to hit, and it just happens to be... Too big, that we have to come back on yeah. from a 7 o'clock mark. LeBron
0: James is finally going to go to college. <laughs> he's he's coming to K-State. Um, oh, my
1: goodness. Really <laughs> that would be chaotic.
0: I don't know if so I stupid. want it to happen, though. That's so stupid. Anyway, probably not going to do an episode this weekend unless some crazy happens. Maybe in the middle of the week if some recruiting news drops, we'll cover that. But I'm thinking, John, we uh, do episode two of Willie's Archive next week. And uh, I'm thinking either September 22nd, 2012— K State versus number six Oklahoma, because talking one. about, I think that's I don't know if there's a better game for the 2012 team to talk about. I think it's the best game. It's a pretty big win. It's early on in the season, but the other games are kind of just blowouts, um, unless you want to do the festival. We're obviously not. going to I don't know. Game. I, I I kind of enjoyed seeing
1: K- seeing Miami get whooped. Yeah, that the farmers beating the convicts that that one day. Yeah, is what the is what is what a lot of people call it. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's yeah, and then it was either I was thinking either that or the Xavier game. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how I'm feeling. I mean, we could do the the year before the RG three game with the Arthur Brown interception. We might have to consider. But, that I don't know. One. I think it'd be fun to talk about the 2012 team, especially oh, talk about the K State mask. Oh my gosh!
1: Don't forget what what was it? Ten years ago? Ten years ago? Um, next year we're going to be oh, this fall. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating the big 12 champions.
0: Yeah. It's been 10 years. God, I'm so old, John. I'm very. Anyway, old we'll to. see what happens my, with
1: <laughs> I, I was just playing basketball today and my my back just gave out. And- John, John
0: sat down in the chair and he just gave like the the 50-year like <gasps> <sighs> <sighs>
1: <laughs> Why? Okay, we don't need to go that far anymore. Any
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll either do the Oklahoma game in 2012 or probably the Xavier game. And then, probably the plan after that is maybe do a couple KU games with collaborating with the KU podcast that I'll reach out to at some point. But we'll see what happens. That'll probably be the end of the year. We only got two more shows, John, before um, we wrap up for the summer.
1: And you'll be off to
0: Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah I'll be the video director for the Kalamazoo Growlers. That's they right. just updated their logo recently. It looks pretty good. It does look. I think it good. should be fun. Um, it's going to be a long drive, but should be a lot of fun. You know, I mean, the Northwood League is like pretty legit. There's a lot of dudes who've come out of there, so this should be a lot of fun. But uh, let's go ahead and get into some K State news, John. Uh, obviously, we talked about Jarell Colbert, the chancellor from LSU. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can check out our last episode.
1: Ironically, though, that news came out while we were doing the show.
0: Yeah. Which we
1: was, took we, t- we took a break and then we then we saw the news I was like oh man it looks like right right timing so. yeah
0: and i mean we had mentioned that he was you know the first one to go and it would hopefully have kind of a snowballing effect and it seems to be kind of going that way john uh, we get cameron carter Um, A guard out of Mississippi State, went to Oak Hill Academy High School, which is just stacked with um, crazy alumni, KD, I think. Carmelo Anthony, I know, is the guy I think of as the most famous guy from Oak Hill. But anyway, you'd be able to get a guy like that, a solid shooting guard. Um, You know, he didn't play a ton. Um, you he played a lot of games, I should say, but not a ton of minutes on a Mississippi State team. But, um, I mean, he was a f- top 100 player, I believe a four star recruit. you know it's it's just nice to see getting guys really solid and see some of the guys John that are coming to K State and even considering and what uh, I'm like of the cats? oh yeah go yeah and yeah.
1: I'm, what I'm liking about uh Jerome Ting's uh view when it comes to recruiting is that he's getting the type of transfers that have uh three years or plus uh, or more of eligibility left uh you already we already mentioned, uh, Jarrell Colbert, he's got three, I think three years left as well. Uh, and that, that says the same for Cam Carter as well. Uh, not a whole lot of playing, uh, playing time last season, J- 27 games, but just not the amount of minutes, uh, you would want. Um, he did have, he did have a really good game, uh, against Alabama though, 16 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, three steals. He was, he was really able to, uh, keep Mississippi state in that close con in, in that contest, uh, for the most part, I think Alabama did pull away, but getting a type of player that that is able to uh, be really accurate when it comes to uh, when it comes to ball control and assists, uh, that's a pretty big get for K State.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really good get, especially for you know some of the guards that we have been missing now. Um, I mean, you know, with these guys, there's not a ton of film to go off of. Obviously, Cameron Carter just one year, but I think you kind of just have to believe um, some of the recruiting hype that we get because we haven't really gotten guys like this at KC. I don't think Bruce Weber—I was looking through college basketball reference. I think all of the guys that he got were not RSCI top 100, yeah. and I think—I know Cameron Carter is— um, I think Jarrell Colbert was, maybe, he was a four-star, but then he reclassified to um, go a, a year early, so he got downgraded to a three-star, but um, I know the Aggieville Alicants mentioned that on their podcast today, that I think Jarrell Colbert might be one of the best big men K-State's seen in the last ten years that can really make a difference. I think he's only 6'9", but, I mean, we've seen what guys could, like, you know, Thomas Gibson and DJ Johnson can do at 6'7", and 6'9", respectively for those two. So, obviously, can make a huge impact, ton of potential. And I think, John, I mean, we could go ahead and get to some of the people that are going to be visiting K-State. Antoine Davis is in Manhattan right now um, from Detroit. What He was
1: uh, Detroit Mercy. Yeah. yeah, he was only planning... Uh, to be here today, but uh, apparently he's now doing two days uh, today and tomorrow as as we're doing this show. Um, but right now, uh, he's the number twenty two score in college basketball history. <laughs> if he if he continues on the pace this season on what he has previously done for uh, for the Titans, uh, which was twenty four points per game in his career, uh, he would finish as the second number two score in college basketball history. Wow. To have to have the opportunity at a, add a uh, with a player like that, that, that's that's really special.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could you know you could make the argument and play Devils Africa It's like oh he's playing at Detroit you know Mercy, but it's like to consistently year to year you know it's not like he just had one fluke year and then people adapted to how he plays. He's consistently putting up twenty points a game against all of his, his entire competition.
1: When, and when you're kind of looking at it uh, from this way, you you lose a shooting guard in Nigel Pack. You're able to bring in Antoine Davis and kind of fill him a void. I think this would be a huge pickup. He shot 43 uh, percent of field goal shoot, field goal shooting 43 uh, percent. Uh, he had four to five assists per game. He he uh, turns he turns the ball over at times, but so does Marquise Noel. But he he also does he also did leave a uh, Noel did leave a Big 12 in assists as well. But having kind of a con- a combo like that could be really deadly. Grew um, up uh, the next few years in the Big Twelve. He- he's j- just having the opportunity at a player like him. I just I I don't know what what else to say. He checks he checks off all the uh, all the, uh, all the questions I had. Uh, I I think he's but the- I think he's the type of guy that K State would. Is would one and certainly the K State fans right now? They're, they're just going all over Twitter, yeah, uh, just mentioning yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, in uh, the players as well. Victor, yeah. Uh, yeah to 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 get him to come to Manhattan as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, Marquise yeah. DeWell was trying to get a meet and greet together, but I'm sure he got a call from Compliance and was like, "Hey, like, uh, let's not let's not break the rules and like get fined by the NCAA." For you know, I don't know what all the rules are, but I'm sure there's you know they have a very strict guidelines to follow. So and I was uh, he later deleted that tweet. I I have been
1: uh, reading up on some of the tweets though. Hang on, let me try and pop up on Twitter. Yeah, I'll just uh, make a
0: quick note while you bring yeah, it up, go, John. Go ahead. Um, that hopefully I think with Gerald uh, Colbert and Cameron Carter. I mean, I think um, Jarrell Colbert made his commitment to K-State like right after his visit that day on Easter Sunday. So hopefully, you know, Saturday or Sunday we get a, you know, a tweet from um, Antoine Davis that he's committing, you know, that he just liked it so much. So hopefully we get him. But I kind of doubt it because this is kind of he's is a seriously sought after recruit our transfer right now, he was just at Georgetown. He George- was visiting Maryland as well the day before. He's been a busy boy.
1: And that's and that's what I was going to bring up. Looking at some of the tweets, uh, uh, for the Maryland visit, he's, he, he put in, in uh, the quotes, uh, would like to thank Maryland for having me on their campus for an amazing visit with a red heart emoji, yellow heart emoji. I don't think he was Gross. too. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if, just looking at that, I don't know if he was too invested in uh, Ended at that position.
0: Yeah. Was uh, it with Maryland that he posted the pictures of him in the Maryland uniform? I thought it was funny yeah. he had to put hashtag not committed. Not I didn't committed. even think about that, that you, if you just post pictures of you and that they're like, oh, he's committed. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, and
1: I think I think BYU has also been added to list yeah. as well. But he'll be visiting BYU,
0: Cincinnati. I think he's also uh, that, interested. That,
1: that, that's up there. Like okay. we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, I did I did see the confirmation from John Rothstein. He he will be visiting BYU uh, eventually as okay. well. So. unless if K State's able to really get him like just to a point where he's like, all right, uh, just sign me up. I'm I'm ready to to play in the best conference college basketball. Yeah. Wear the purple and white. Well, all I mean, that jazz. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I talked with Derek, not to dr- name drop, but uh, I I interviewed Derek Young for a project for one of my classes. I asked him about Antoine Davis. He said the chances, he thought the chances were pretty good. So, um, and obviously he's a pretty plugged in dude. And you, so. and you look at and you look at some of the some of the tweets
1: as well. Uh, he typed up he typed Georgetown and all the comments down below. Cats, 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 cats classic. Cats. Ema, 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 just Keep- everything going. Keep it up, y'all! Yeah, I mean, keep this, doing that work. Just keep, just keep doing God's work. For us. <laughs> it, it's just, it's just great to see the amount of uh, supporters that are wanting to welcome him in and welcome him into a, a family type of atmosphere. Yeah. that we have at K State.
0: Yeah, and then I'll just quickly go over a few other people. A uh, five-star, a uh, 2022 recruit, Jillian Phillips. He's from Branson, Missouri, at Link Academy, which is just kind of one of those prep academies, kind of like Sunrise Christian, just. Like you know, like a factory just the ul- making ultimate, solid.
1: Just the ultimate elite, out of the elite. Yeah, this
0: is like a serious dude, y'all. I mean, thirteenth best player in the country. Um, I think he's the third best power forward, best player in Missouri. Is all according to twenty four seven. I believe there's some talks about planning a visit to K State first week of May. I'm not sure if it's official yet. I just thought I'd throw it out there, but I'm sure more will come um, later on. Niagara transfer Marcus Hammond is uh, visiting K State as yeah. well. Um, I don't doesn't based on what did you say? We're not like looking like his number one choice, but yeah, at least it's, it's a visit. It's like
1: it, uh, it's definitely a visit. However, it's I think Georgetown may be the top option uh, for Heyman at this point. From what from what it's been kind of warming up to as of late.
0: Yeah, and then uh, um, I am just going to absolutely butcher this name, but I'm just going to give it my best shot. I'd like to think I'm pretty good at trying to pronounce names, but if I nail this, I'm, I'm honestly genu- this might be one of the proudest moments of my life. Uh, F A Abogidi. Uh, from Washington that, that, that State. That sounds as right as I could put it. Yeah, I don't know. That's my best guess at it. But I think he had thirty five schools offering him, and like, then he got it down to twelve. The, almost
1: the entire Power Five, from what I can <laughs> he, see. Like man.
0: Yeah, and then K State made his top twelve. You know, it's top twelve, but it's something, right? You know. Um, and then just a quick: where are they now for the K State transfers? I believe there's only two that have transferred. Carlton Lingard, who's from San Antonio, he, just transferred to UTSA. Yep. Um, and then Sir U Lewis actually going to Texas as well, Rice University. Yeah. Um, Selton Miguel's hearing a lot of offers from places, um, obviously. And then we Davion, Davion Bradford yeah. just took a
1: visit to Penn State as well. Okay. So.
0: And then yeah, Nigel and, Pack's uh, yeah, going to make Nigel his. Pack. I mean, you know, what would you what would you put if you put a percent chance Nigel Pack comes back? Is it? I mean, it, I was I told 10, you like
1: ten to fifteen percent. Yeah. I just feel like at uh, at this point, I think. I think the top three, in my opinion, are Purdue, Ohio State, and Miami. But those three schools have been going at him the the most amount, and yeah. I know I know for Miami, they they had to get a whole a whole load of money for him uh, to come down to Coral Gables. So yeah, it's it. We'll we'll, we'll see. He he. he um, he announces his decision tomorrow, what what time? 3.30. 3.30, okay.
0: Yeah, so yeah, stay tuned in for that. I mean, you know, if you're Nigel Pack, you don't want to come back to K-State and just, you know, where you're the best player on the team and then come back, and I don't think he'd be like a sixth man. But, you know, on a team that's got a pro- seems like it's going to have a lot more talent than it did, and your role will might be as decreased, you might not get as many minutes. Well,
1: that, and if you add Anton Davis to uh, to the yeah Cameron roster, Carter that, Antoine that Davis just, yeah that just adds the amount of competition I think another thing you have to uh, mention about Julian Phillips as well is that Rodney Perry the head coach he has been linked potentially to the to the K-State assistant coach uh job as well so but we'll see what happens it, it's not set in stone yet like it's not there's no writing on the wall but that that does look that does appear to be the uh what I'm trying to think of a good way to put it like me like it's probably the the option that people are anticipating for, but it's not official.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of a wait and see type situation. Now, I just wanted to talk about this briefly. We obviously, you know, Bruce Weber had talked about how hard it is it's the hardest he's ever had to work to recruit in Manhattan. Um, I mean, John, do you really think it's after what we've we're kind of starting to see in this new Jerome Tang era? I mean, is it really that? I mean, is it that hard to recruit in Manhattan? Well, I, I don't think this is It's just kind of a, the major
1: difference is just the coaching because we've seen from Jerome Tang and uh, Ehrlich Maligi and Jareem Dowling that they have been able to get the, the type of recruits that they want to come to their campus and and try to heavily influence them. I don't think, I don't think Bruce Weber's staff did a great job in the past when it comes to re- really reeling the, 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 the top overall talent. And even yeah. if they did, they throughout the last three years, they've just not been managed – well, besides Nigel Pack and a, and a few others as as well, such as Mark yeah. Smith and Marquise Noel. They just haven't been able to reach, uh, I, reach their potential. You
0: know, I think in the 2020-2021 season, I think in hindsight – it's a pretty big oversight by Bruce Weber not to hit the transfer portal yeah. when your team is that young. Obviously you don't want to just have eight transfers and be in a win now mode when you you're sort of rebuilding, but I don't think you needed to rebuild that hard, especially when it seemed pretty early on that a lot of these young players weren't really going to develop into like the stars that we would need them to be yeah. to be able to be a big content you know, a contender for the Big Twelve title. So, I mean, I think in hindsight, that's kind of a mistake that, well, you know, you go back and you kind of now wish in, you had back. In, in his defense, I will say in his defense, we have seen
1: in pretty much all sports, it is not easy to get any recruits to Manhattan, Kansas, yeah. of all places. And especially for a basketball program that's not had the best success as of late, but you're also having to uh, deal with your arch rival who's won a national championship. and And just the amount of talent... That that's around you. I mean, you look at the Big Twelve in general, but you're also seeing schools like Missouri with Dennis Gates. He's really starting to rack up some more players. It looked like Des Mo- Demoy Hodges was coming to K State. Uh, he he eventually followed his head co- uh, former head coach to Missouri. Uh, just some just some of a stuff like that. Um, like it's it's not it's not the easiest. It's not overall the the easiest uh, type of job to do, and and I know for and I know for certain that Drum Tang will have his uh, work cut out uh, with yeah with the amount of pe- players he's trying to uh, rack in. Yeah, as, I mean well.
0: it definitely presents its challenges in Manhattan. Being in Kansas, I mean you know people think we're not you know people don't bring up the Manhattan Airport, but it's there, but it's not you know as big as a thing like Kansas City or anything like that. I mean obviously that's
1: the one thing KU tries to really. They really try to market themselves yeah. on the KCI airport because they don't have an air. Well, they do have an airport, but it's like a, it's like one of those small airports, like where you see in like small town. Kansas.
0: Yeah, but I think K State's really got the advantage in the fan base. Obviously, a really yeah. strong fan base, and honestly, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I think, I mean, I'd imagine. You know, the facilities and the pedigree yeah. and everything like that are important to recruits. But oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure the connections that, you know, you know, Coach Tang, uh, Malagi, you know, Dowling that these guys are able to make with these players. I'm sure that means a whole lot more to them than, you know, having some facilities. And I think that's really what puts them over the edge and gets them to K-State because we've seen what, you know, um, Frank Martin, especially what Bob Huggins did in his one year at K-State, just bringing in, you know, Michael Beasley, Bill Walker, all these dudes who were, you know, J- Jacob Pullen, you know, some of the highest rated recruits k-state has ever seen
1: well let, let's look at it from from uh in terms of like where but w- where the general area of the recruiting is for dream Dow. Dal- uh oh uh, sorry uh jerome tang and staff yeah. um uh you're i mean we already hit on Gerald colbert he was previously from texas and, and around the east area uh, uh as well um yeah, I guess we should mention that we, we like, look, look at some of the areas. He's he's they're, they're mainly close around. I mean, I I can't really think of them. Yeah. any words. Just
0: on? just to quickly correct yeah, ourselves, go we ahead. did we did say that he went to Houston High School and he's from Houston, Texas. But the Houston High School is actually in Germantown, Tennessee. So just to we thought it was in Houston, Texas, but just to make that and Mike Miller actually. One of the, um, you know, pretty good three-point shooter. Won a couple NBA championships. He was his head coach, I believe, for that team in Tennessee. But anyway, so, yeah, I mean, we, these guys obviously have those kinds of connections to um, Texas. Tang is going to recruit the type of guys that he, also, he wanted.
1: He also got the Virgin Islands as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I mean, we, we already seen it before. Uh, with New York already with Marquise Noel, I think they're also. Yeah. I think they're starting to try and to really go after that area. As yeah. Well. I
0: mean that was kind of a Shane Southwell connection. You know that's that's one of the reasons it was nice to have Shane Southwell because he's got some. You know he's a pretty well connected guy. Yeah. But you know you can understand Coach Tang wanted to get his own dudes in. And it's just I, it's just trying to inject some
1: fresh blood and all. Yeah. That. And, and I don't really I don't have a problem with that. It, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think he may he's- have. I think in terms of like it's not a rebuild. I'm here to elevate. I'm sure Vellving's going to be there, but it, it, we there was definitely a lot of certainty that certainty that there was going to be players leaving the program. Maybe not like of Nigel Peck, but we knew players such as Selt Miguel were likely leaving. Uh, yeah, Davion Bradford, KZZ, some of the players like that. Yeah, uh, that, that was kind of. Uh, I was just kind of. Been been waiting uh, since the end of a season. Yeah, and
0: I think Coach Tang was pretty honest with those guys about what their roles were going to be on the team because I think he, I'm, I'm sure he saw into the future the type of guys that he would be able to get at K State. So, I mean, you know, I think it made sense for a lot of them to transfer, and, you know, that's just how it is. Um, just to wrap up quickly, we'll touch on some women's basketball before I get into baseball and trivia. Uh, women's basketball, we forgot to touch on this, but um, they get a couple big transfers Gisela Sanchez and Gabby Gregory. Um, Sanchez from Arizona. Um, I know I heard she was a forty-seven percent three-point shooter last year, or something like that. <laughs> and Gabby Gregory, Oklahoma transfer. Um, they only have one scholarship spot left. it Will be interesting to see what they do with it. But I mean, this I think a good women's basketball team is getting a lot better, John.
1: Well, for a player like Sanchez as well, who, who I think she's from Barcelona, Spain. I think I think she's from Spain previously, but um, she. Uh, when you mentioned the 47 percent three three point shooting that that is a must for K-State um, from what we've seen last year I mean they, they've they done their Ayoka Lee has done her part like just get uh, just bringing it in inside the paint but when, when you need to rely on more weapons the the guards were not necessarily there every every night when they need it the most uh, so I think that's yeah. going to help out and I think I think uh, what, what's her name, Gregory out of Oklahoma? Yeah, Gabby Gregory. Gre- Gabby Gregory. I think, that'll, I think that'll help kind of uh, maybe build up some steam when it comes to that part.
0: Yeah, I mean, the KU game comes to mind where you're like one of 22 from three, struggled a lot at the end of the season, getting a guy, getting some uh, women like those two will be really helpful. And then uh, Aoka Lee is the uh, Women's Basketball Big 12 Scholar Athlete of the Year. John, I think the Women's Basketball is creating a dynasty. Won five of the last six Scholar Athletes of the Wards Uh, Scholar Athlete of the Year awards for women's basketball. I mean, just a true, you know, a showing of you know Jeff Mitty and the type of people that he recruits that are you know not only great basketball players but they're good in the classroom as well and they're extremely dedicated, high character people.
1: They're great people on and off the court. I think that's I think that's a great way to put it. Jeff Mitty uh he may not get he may not get the overall best every night but he he's going to really work uh he's he's of a type of guy that's gonna not only teach you lessons uh, on the court but he's he's going to help provide some uh outside of a game lessons as well yeah. so uh i'm very happy for for a lee uh in that regard she has just been an all-around character for this team such a such a great uh um such a great model for K- for kansas state university uh to have a to have a type of player like her represent uh represent your school it's 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 a great it's a it's it's a great moment that casey should uh, should never forget
0: yeah it's really cool that she's able to come back and she's so passionate about her major but i think with that we'll go ahead and take a quick break here from tanners and then we'll get back to some baseball and trivia on the shake and blake show with blake crawford and john grove And we're back on the Shake and Blake show with Blake Crawford and John Grove. Just touched on some recruiting news for men's and women's basketball and some other random stuff we get talking about. Um, But we're here to talk about some baseball. Two games to talk about, both both in the non-con. Well, (laughs) we'll talk about the WSU game first. Oh, man. was that John, this game was over before it. it even started. I mean, first of all, huge Twitter W. For K-State. If you didn't catch it, WSU posts their starting lineups and they say, you know, like Wichita is a quick trip and Manhattan does and it's already one nothing WSU. And then K-State proceeds to go up 10 nothing after three innings. Absolute mm-hmm. domination from the K-State offense as well. Hemron Fajardo um, I believe he went five-inning scoreless. Fajardo well, Hart- w- yeah, D- well,
1: had a really great game and K-State especially uh, it, it was so weird. Monday night, uh, I mean, just kind of comparing the Monday and Tuesday nights games. K State's bats got swinging really early down in Wichita. Came in late against Omaha on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, just, just, just starting off with that spurt. Like I, I, I think at the top of the third is when I first checked. As when I first saw the score, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> did we t- yeah, we took that Quick Trip joke very personally. Yeah,
0: we we really did, and it feels good for um Fajardo to have a great game because he came in, I believe, against Texas and he really struggled. His stuff just wasn't there. Um, Pete Hughes took him out pretty early, you know, gave him some confidence. But it was good to for him to go in there, go five innings, get his second win of the season. Obviously, get that great to have the bats. You know, WC puts up one, you know, pity run in the uh, bottom of the ninth. You know, lucky, you know, unfortunately, there wasn't a run rule in effect that day. So um, I don't know if there's anything else really to touch on, John. Just pure domination feels good for the team starting to kind of turn the corner with a series win against Texas and, you know, getting the bats going. For this Omaha game, oh, um, although, although it was 11-3, to John, the score is, is a little misleading to how close it, is, it was. It is
1: extremely it misleading. It was a very close game. I mean, at the seventh inning stretch, K-State found themselves uh, – Trailing three to one, uh, Tanner Almstead, the pitcher for Omaha, he starts off the inning with three walks issued, uh, with the bases loaded for Jeff Heimer to just smack the ball for a grand slam, just out of there. It, it was, it was, it was. <laughs> Man, that just started a,
0: a complete defensive downfall for Omaha. Yeah, Toynton magic. I don't. What can you say? I mean, Pelletier hits a home run right after that, too. And then Cole Johnson later on added
1: an RBI yeah. as well. K-State finished with six runs in, the, in that inning. I mean, I think five at, five in the next. That was just like, oh, man.
0: Yeah, they it, just flipped the switch and something just it's happened. Like, and- it's
1: like it's like the tables have turned from yeah. Monday to Tuesday. You got to you, you, um. Start off quick, and then you go slow in the Wichita State game. Then you just start off slow. Bats weren't really getting anything going. A lot of defensive errors. Yeah. then K-State just started to really get things going at the end. Uh, So it, it was a big win. I think right now they're playing UC Irvine. If I can just check out the stats real quick.
0: Yeah, I'll just I'll just say one thing on the Omaha game. The stat that really stands out is runners left on base for both teams. I mean, thirteen for K State, twelve for Omaha. This was a game with a lot of missed opportunities. I think Omaha had the bases loaded a few times. I know K State um I had a few double. They had a double play, uh, like a one-two-three double play. Just to chop a chopper right to the pitcher, and you throw it to the catcher, and then the first baseman to get out of an inning, or maybe to get two outs. But anyway, just you know, really huge. A lot of missed opportunities for both teams, and they're playing a UC Irvine team who's you know pretty respectable, twenty-one and thirteen. I want to say. I th- did they beat TCU? I know they beat some sort of pretty. I think they might have beaten TCU. Well, I could. I could be wrong, but. Well, oh, uh, if we both have an inkling that they beat TCU, because I was looking the at big, their schedule the big, earlier, the big West,
1: But I mean, the Big West in terms of baseball—I mean, like, you can kind of throw out the basketball as like okay, you'll have like an automatic bid as a 15 seed. The Big West—they're—they're they're a type of conference that can have like three to four teams in the tournament, and UC Irvine's one of those well-respected programs alongside with, uh, oh, wow, UC Santa Barbara, Cal State Fullerton, uh they they're very very really good program i think they made a, the NCAA tournament not not this year but i think uh in a few years past uh so it's 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 not easy you're currently i think the yeah u c Irvine's up one o right now just looking at the, looking at the score uh my smith had a uh, at a uh hit a double uh on the left field line leading to a uh a, a score so
0: all right well um I think it was good just to kind of hit on the uh, first two, you know, those two non-con games, as well as give an update on the UC Irvine game. And, um,
1: and it's and it's a good opportunity as well. You you um for the, you got your toughest games in the Big Twelve out of the way. Yeah, um, I mean, really early. You got TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Texas. They're all out of the way. And then you have this non-conference break, and then you then you get a get a little more of a lighter cushion type of schedule. I know Virginia Tech; they're, they're in the top twenty-five as well. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia is looking a lot better than people anticipated, but yeah, uh, the, the schedule is looking a lot more lighter for K-State to may, maybe rack up a few wins and put themselves possibly back in tournament contention. I don't want to. I don't want to be like the the type of guy that just calls out. All right, this this is a tournament team. Uh, it's
0: yeah. Those first couple losses those, to start out the those season ones, will hurt. But the, the those Cal State hurt.
1: Bakersfield series will hurt. I mean, not, there's nothing. I mean, losing to schools like Arizona, Auburn, and Michigan. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe a few people saw that coming, but I mean, taking a loss to uh, Cal State Bakersfield, you you twice, you can't. You, there's no way to uh, really. Recover from from that. It was just a rough look.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this team is starting to hit their stride. What they got? Nebraska and Wichita State, more non-con stuff. Finish the series with UC Irvine. Uh, who do they play next? I don't have their schedule pulled up in I the Big think, Twelve. I, I should think say
1: it's uh oh, you know, I probably should have pulled it up. That's okay. my fault. That's all right. We. Oh, if his page can load for me. Here we go. Uh, I think next for K State in terms of a Big Twelve series. Oh well, actually, we go to Nebraska on Tuesday. Yeah, and then we play at Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, um. Uh. Next weekend. So.
0: Yeah, that should be a good series. Hopefully, you know, get another series win. Really. Per- hopefully, really hopefully
1: K State can have the have a road magic similar to what what's been. Uh, taking place down in Toynton Family Stadium.
0: Yeah, getting some road wins would be really huge for uh, Team Morale and just generally because we've always struggled on the road these last couple of years. But I think it was good to, you know, touch up on baseball, the two non-con games, what's happening with UC Irvine. Uh, When we come back, K-State Sports Trivia, round four on the Shake and Blake show with Blake Crawford and John Grove. is a little over dramatic, but missed, we're back You for
1: missed your opportunity at uh at, like saying John, are you ready for Oh, Wildcat Wild trivia?
0: Okay, you said you didn't like that part. No, I like it. Oh my gosh. Whatever. Anyway, we're here for Wildcat Trivia round four. Again, if you haven't taken our first three quizzes, you can take them on Sporkle.com. Just go to Sporkle.com and type in K State Sports Trivia round one, two, or three. You can take any of those, whether from like twelve to fifteen questions. So uh, I think we got enough time to really uh, milk these out. I we usually have to speed up the last five questions. I very much appreciate that, John. John was telling me I'm number one with a inflatable hand, so you can decide which finger he used. <laughs> um, so, John, are you ready for round four of Wildcat Sports Trivia? Yeah. Yes, I am.
1: I, I, right. I took. I took. I took <clears> that, <throat> that. I took the, I took a little joke
0: uh, too personally. All right. Well, That's John. Okay. <laughs> Question one. That was a good joke. <clears throat> when was the last time K-State opened Oh, this is all football questions, by the way. Ooh. When was the last time K-State opened conference play at home?
1: Ooh. 2019, 2018, 2017,
0: 2016. Oh. Oh, okay. Cause it's been a minute. I'm trying to think. Who who do we?
1: We played at Vanderbilt that one year. What
0: was Vanderbilt twenty sixteen or seventeen? Something like that. Dang. But open conference play at
1: home. I think we'd started conference play one year against Texas Tech at home.
0: Twenty sixteen through twenty nineteen
1: are your options. Twenty sixteen? Okay, it's not twenty nineteen. Um It might be I'm gonna go with twenty
0: eighteen. You're going to 2018. That's yeah. interesting. Well, sadly 2018 isn't correct. Uh, it was 2017. No. We played against West Virginia at home. I didn't put if we won or not, but I don't remember. We played West Virginia at home in 2017 to open conference really? play? Yes.
1: I don't remember that happening. I guess I, I'm just very I'm very old. It, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm old at this point.
0: Okay. Well, well, I think uh, this is an interesting question. Let's go into question 2. Sure. What is K-State's largest margin of victory in the 2010s? In the 2010s? Yes. Okay. Is, is it 2012 versus Missouri State, 2019 versus Bowling Green State, 2016 versus FAU, and 2014 versus Stephen F. Austin? Again, what is the largest margin of victory in the 2010s I'm surprised for K-State football? I'm surprised Nickel State is not on there. Um...
1: I don't think it's Bowling Green.
0: What, uh, what were we ever... 2012, Missouri, Missouri State. State you said not Bowling Green. You don't think it's Bowling Green? I don't Green? think it's Bowling okay, Green. Okay, FAU 2016, Stephen F. Austin, 2014.
1: Mm.
0: I'm going to have to go Florida Atlantic.
1: FAU. That's very interesting, John. I
0: don't like it when you say that. I'm going to get the answer wrong now. Well, yeah, I John Grove, you are... You're not a millionaire, but that is the correct answer. They won 63-7. to Nice. Where are you going with a millionaire reference? Oh, just like the, you know, who wants to be a millionaire. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway. Well, question three. Let's see. This is question three. Who is the highest drafted player in K-State history? This is, again, in K-State football. Terrence Newman, Josh Freeman, Chris Canty, Varel Schweitzer highest-drafted player in K-State football history. Terrence Newman, Josh Freeman, Chris Canty, Veril Schweitzer. I'm going to go with Terrence Newman. Terrence Newman. Terrence Newman. This is a tricky one. I think a lot of people will get tripped up by this. That is sadly incorrect. <sighs> yeah. Terrence Newman was drafted fifth. Oh, okay. But Veril Schweitzer was really? drafted fourth in 1954 by the, the Packers. The draft
1: existed back then? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing against that, but I didn't
1: know it was that long. Man. Yeah,
0: Newman was, or Schweitzer was fourth. Newman was fifth. Josh Freeman was seventeenth, and Chris Canty was 29th. Wow! So I just thought I'd throw him in there. You got some good ones. Yeah, I think I think this question. I really like this question. Question four: K State football in their however long history has had twelve consensus All Americans. Can you name half of them? Wait, wait. Consent. Twelve consensus 12 all, Americans all Americans in their history. Can you name okay. half? like six? Let, let's give it a
1: shot. All right. Deuce Vaughn's clearly one of them. Uh. You said wait. How many years? Well, I don't know. Just like oh, in just, all time. Uh, let's go. Tyler Lockett.
0: Well, I have to check. I'm.
1: Yeah, that's. Okay, that's two. Nice. Um, Colin Klein. You see, staring at the computer.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to check the list here. Sorry, Colin Klein is not a consensus oh, All-American. Wow. Okay. Um, Probably because l, Oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, trying to. Think. You said you did your research on the '90s teams. Oh, but nine oh okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do that, Ben. Uh, let's. Is, is Darnell McDonald on there? Uh, no. No, man. Okay, let's. It's it's gonna be a, it's, it's a lot more longer of a MLB. Uh, David Allen. There's yeah, three. All
0: right. So you got Lockett, Deuce Vaughn, oh, David Mike, Allen, Michael,
1: Michael Bishop? There you go. Four. Darren Sproles. Uh, no way. Is this, is he not?
0: No, I, I don't know. Wow. I would I would have thought he would be unless I'm crazy. I wrote them all down, so no, oh, he's man. not. Okay, um, uh, get it some defense in there. Some defense in there. Oh, I just I mentioned one of them earlier.
1: Hold in a question, I,
0: I have short-term memory. Oh my gosh! Um,
1: dang it! I I don't. So you've got it's, four. It's been, it's, so I got
0: four. Uh, let's go, Kevin Lockett,
1: or Aaron Lockett.
0: No, uh, I don't think Aaron Lockett is one. No, <laughs> the locketts besides Tyler are Americans. This, is, my knowledge is my knowledge is not as best when it, when it comes to all. Americans. I know you can do this.
1: You, can, you only need two more. I only need two more.
0: Two of them you've we've was in the multiple choice for the last question. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Terrence Newman. There you go. Uh, and then one more
0: one more one more i don't think jordy nelson's the one right yeah all right okay so you got six of them um what deuce vaughn def- tyler lockett I'm, I'm jordy nelson some defensive players Terrence newman david allen michael bishop were well, your six um you missed chris Canny. oh chris Canney, um martin good. grammatica oh jeff yeah. kelly Terrence newman Mark Semino. Oh no, then, I meant I mentioned Terrence Newman. Oh, oh yeah, you did. Sorry, yeah, you did mention Terrence Newman. Mark Simino. Oh, yeah. And that's... then Sean Snyder was an All American punter. Sean Conner, Snyder and Gary okay. Spaney as well. And Garrett Spaney. Gary Spaney. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. That was a, that was a good one. Yeah, those did go because I think a lot of people could name some of the good players. So, question five. I don't know how I'm going to turn that into multiple choice on Sporkle, but I just I don't care. It was That's too much okay. Fun. So obviously, John, we know who the number one rusher in K State history is. It's, exa- it's who you think it is. It's, it's, it's Darren Sproles. Yeah, it's Darren Sproles, and okay. it's not even close. Darren Sproles has like 4,800 yards, and second place doesn't even have 3,000. So who's in second for all-time um, career rushing yards at K-State? John Hubert, L. Roberson, Daniel Thomas, Alex Barnes. Again, second place for all-time career rushing leader at K-State because Darren Sproles is too obvious. I'm going to go L.
1: Roberson. You're going to go L. Roberson? I'm going to go L. Roberson. Okay. I like my chances.
0: L. Roberson is incorrect. Man. L. Roberson, I think, is fourth. fourth. John Hubert is second. John Hubert. John, he,
1: had a, he had a great, had a yeah, great season. Yeah, John
0: Hubert is second, um, Daniel Thomas is third. The cookie monster. <laughs> the former high school quarterback. He, I remember playing Madden whatever with him as the Wildcat quarterback for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. I would just, like, permanently be in that formation. <laughs> and then Alex Barnes. Well, l Robinson's fourth. Alex Barnes is fifth on all-time career rushing yards. So those are the football ones. Let's move on to basketball. Oh, okay, let's Okay, do so it. question six. <sighs> first one of basketball here so we asked this question last time around for football um how many teams in the current big 12 does k-state have the head-to-head all-time lead against four five six or seven well i think this year uh
1: baylor just took the series lead. uh okay so iowa state is one of them texas is another one uh, what were the options four five six or seven I'm going to go, well, we, TCU as well. Uh, that's three I can think of for sure.
0: I'm going to go with five. Five? I'm going to go with five. Okay. I feel like I'm missing
1: two.
0: Okay, well, five is incorrect. It's actually six. Really? Yeah, KU, Baylor, and West Virginia are the only three teams that we don't have an all-time head-to-head lead against. KU obviously is pretty, you know, it's KU, pretty bad. Baylor. But, yeah, there, there are some teams that we've just, like, straight up been whooping for a long time. So. so we do have
1: a series lead against Oklahoma. From yeah, we do. Man, yeah. okay. All right, That's
0: cool. man That's really good. Right, I think we're making pretty good time here. Question seven. Seven. Same question, like, for football. K-State has had six All-Americans in its history for basketball. Um, I think you can name four. I'll take three, but you can try four. Six All-Americans in All- K-State history. All-Americans.
1: Okay. Let's do it. Uh Jacob Poland. No. Blast Yeah. This is, it's un, it's this has it, been a rough day. It's been a rough day already,
0: uh for your pal. Uh D- two of them are just dumb that nobody would ever get, but I think you can name four. Okay. uh, uh.
1: Sorry, I'm just hearing some band music yeah the band.
0: they're they're warming up for a classroom series I think that's coming okay
1: up. I'm just gonna try and go through a current one well like the ones who, who we recognize throughout the past few years so uh, let's start Barry Brown no, no you're not
0: none of those people are all Americans none of us okay no. so we're fa-
1: nope. are we going back to like the Frank Martin days or Frank Martin days okay Bill Walker no Michael Beasley
0: there's one of them okay now you're just don't think 2000s. Don't think 2000s. No.
1: Lon Kruger. No. No.
0: Uh,
1: think about Lon Kruger, uh, the
0: coach, maybe. And who, you know, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, like, you know, maybe. Oh, the, Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond. There you Rondo go. Rondo Blackman. Rolando Blackman, sadly, was not an All-American.
1: How was he not an All-American? Okay, what now,
0: they? John, for these last two, you're going to, like, we're, like, way back. We're, like, you know, when we're actually making the final fours and stuff um, in national championships. Oh, Ernie Barrett. There you go. That's one, one of them. One more that you can, like, I know, yeah, I think you can realistically name.
1: Like well,
0: like one that's been... He's, fair, like, he's like one of the more, he's probably the second most famous person from that era besides Ernie Barrett. A little bit after Ernie Barrett. A little bit after Ernie Barrett. Tec- yes. Well, Tex Winner. Tex Winner, yeah. yeah he I was think, a coaching. yeah. His name is in the rafters. His name is in
1: the his name is in the rafters.
0: You might I don't know if I say his name you might know it, but I mean I I thought I asked go, you to go, go, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so the three people, so you named Ernie Barrett, Michael Beasley, Mitch Richmond are three All Americans. Uh, Bob Boozer is the one. Bob Boozer. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: And then and then Dick Nostman and then this dude F. I. Reynolds.
1: Fi Reynolds, I, that one actually does sound a little familiar. yeah.
0: 1917, 1917. <laughs> he was in All-American. 1917, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, 1917. Well, you got three of them. That's I think that's pretty solid. That's, Cause, that's cause, I'll take it. Because like yeah, some of them were dumb. It could have been, it been really worse. old.
1: It could have been worse. Yeah, no,
0: that's I think that's totally fine. All right, question eight. Um, who is the highest-rated player ever recruited by Bruce Weber?
1: Highest rated. Recruit. Oh, I forgot to put
0: multiple choice, but um, I think mm. you got. I think you got this
1: one. Think I got it? Yeah. I don't. Well, it's not Dean Way. No. No.
0: Uh, that probably wasn't uh, a good one to put down for multiple choice, but
1: that does seem like a multiple choice one.
0: Oh. Oh. It's closer than you think. It's closer. It's more th- obvious than you might think it is. Like, like. Like the
1: ones who we saw last year or possibly okay let's just go with we're not
0: kind of transferred by the way just like pure Nigel, like, Nigel pack Nigel pack is correct yeah. yeah he is tenth all time he was a four star tenth all time according to go Powercat obviously Michael Beasley is number one and now, then Bill Walker and then there's some other like Jason Bennett is I think his third all- time or something now, like that and
1: now Purdue
0: students are gonna use that question. <laughs> All right.
1: Or something like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we're just repeating questions from football. So here for question nine, we got who is the highest drafted player all time at Kansas State? Now, I know what you're thinking, John, but I'm going to pause for a second here. Michael Beasley, Ernie Barrett, Mitch Richmond, or Bob Boozer?
1: It's not. It's not Michael Beasley. Uh, what, what are the other options?
0: Uh, Ernie Barrett, Mitch Richmond, or Bob Boozer? I'm going to go Bob Boozer. Bob Boozer's correct yeah yeah Michael Beasley was drafted second overall which is a tempting answer but Bob Boozer was drafted first overall in the 1959 draft by the Cincinnati Royals he was a he was a dog at K State he was a dog. Um, two-time all-American I think he I think he's the only K State player to do it um, but anyway yeah so last question for basketball here before we debut a new little segment here on Wildcat trivia so question 10. Jack Parr has a famous picture that I don't know if you've seen, but it's him blocking a shot in single overtime against what KU legend?
1: Is there multiple choice or no?
0: Just you know, when okay. you think of fifties um, KU legends. Oh,
1: fifties KU
0: legends. Yeah, Jack Parr's in fifties.
1: Oh man,
0: like late fifties.
1: Oh man, dude, I mean, I don't know it's if Bob I have- Boozer. Oh, wait, you mean the player who was blocking the KU? No, play.
0: no, Jack Parr is blocking a, the, a shot of what KU player? Who oh, is of what very, KU he's player? He's probably the greatest KU player of all time. And it's probably not, it's not really that close. Right now, at least.
1: I, I'm i so sorry, Like, I don't, I'm not a KU encyclopedia like you are.
0: Oh yeah, because I'm just a KU encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. Fra- you, you, um, you, 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 John. You I'll were, have to show you uh, if you haven't seen the picture. Well, first of all, it's hanging in my dad's restaurant. You, but you um, were
1: you were praising KU, last show. So I, I thought I was, it was saying that they
0: should get better at football for the sake of the rivalry. So you got that question wrong. It's Wilt Chamberlain. He blocked. It is Wilt Jack Parr Cham- blocked Wilt Chamberlain's shot. In single overtime in 1958, okay. in a crazy game that K State won 79 to 75 in double OT at Allen Fieldhouse, um, it was number four K State, number two KU.
1: That sounds like an old, it was a banger all, game, time classic.
0: All right, new segment here. We're doing who am I? I'm going to list some of the accolades and some of the things about these players, and you're going to have to try and guess who I am. So for question eleven here, who am I? I'm the first player in school history to record a thousand points. 500 rebounds and 300 assists. 300 assists and 100 steals. Um, I'm one of six Wildcats to accumulate 1,200 points and 600 rebounds. I finished third in school history in minutes played. And this will help a lot. I'm all, all Big 12 third team selection 2016 and 2017. Who am I? All Big 12 third team selection in 2016,
1: 2017. Um, boy, I... Crap. crap.
0: Uh, I'm going to... This was tough. I this is, this this is going to be embarrassing. These are I,
1: the... This might be wrong. I'm going to go Wesley Awundu.
0: You're absolutely correct. Nice. Wesley Awundu. And who's currently still in the NBA, which is where I got all those stats from. All right. Next one here. We're going to have to move a little quicker. you got like three minutes. All right. Question 12. Who am I? I'm the all-time leader in career assists and free throw percentage at K-State. I was a second-round draft pick. I'm from McPherson, Kansas. Currently, I'm a college basketball coach, and I was first-team All-Big Eight in 1989. And I'm probably one of the greatest white dudes to ever play at K-State. Maybe Lon Kruger?
1: No, but well, he was coaching back then. Yeah, that's, In 89, yes, he was coaching. Sorry, sorry. No,
0: you're good. It's um, a good guess for a good white guy at K-State.
1: Good white guy case. I bet
0: I, I don't know if I would like remember this name off the I top. I can't. Of my... I can't remember. That's it. It's of fine. That, yeah. Okay, so you got that one wrong. But it was Steve Henson. Steve Henson. Steve okay. Henson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's top ten all time in free throw percentage. Like in the NCAA, <sighs> he shot ninety percent from the free throw line for his career. Again, the all time leader in career assists at K State. Pretty, I think he's a, maybe a little underrated. And he's coaching at UTSA right now, so doing good stuff. All right, next question. For question thirteen, who am I? I'm a starting quarterback. I was a starting quarterback at K State. I never played varsity in high school. I'm the 18th all-time leader in pa- career passing yards at K State. I lost to Oklahoma 55 to nothing and threw 39 total pass yards in that game. And then I, I put up a somewhat respectable performance against Patrick Mahomes. Is it, even, it Jesse Err? No, no. I lost 59 to 44.
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, you mean? Wait, fifty nine forty four? Yeah, against Oklahoma.
0: Against uh, Texas Tech. Oh, against... I lost. Yeah, this person lost oh! to Oklahoma fifty five to nothing. Okay,
1: okay, okay. Skylar Thompson, twenty fifth. Oh no. Well, no, that, that sounded familiar. But, uh, okay, uh, Skylar Thompson played varsity. Alex in high school.
0: Delton. No, it was a little before then. We're running out a little bit of time. We're so running out. Of time. I'll just go. It. It's Joe Huebner. There you go, Joe, Joe. Huebner. I'll give you it, Joe Huebner. All right, let's get two more real quick. Okay, so I played in 126 games at K State over four years. I was All Big 12 defense in 2012. Um, my current profile picture is Rodney Magruder and me embracing before an NBA game. Uh, I've been in a, me as I've been in an elevator with this person. Spend a little time in the G League, and I'm now in the NBA coaching. Who am I? Again, all Big 12 defense in 2012. All Big 12 defense in 2012. Oh. I might just. Yeah, give, go ahead. It was Jordan Enriquez Roberts. It was Jordan. Okay, I think this one you can get. I'm Colin Klein's go-to receiver. Um, I had 134 yards in a receiving touchdown in the famous four overtime class against Texas A 11th all-time in receiving yards.
1: It was a Tyler Lockett? Or no. A, no, it was. He was a
0: freshman that year. Oh. It was the other guy. Number
1: three. Number three. Chris Harper. There
0: you go. Chris Harper. Was he there that year? Yeah. That was like his senior year, I think. Oh, okay. Well, John, we got to get out of here because I think that I got some stuff we going on. Sounds so, good. So, um... Uh, anyway, so thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure. Oh, make sure, oh I got some music later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> make sure you follow the podcast wherever you listening. Shake and Blake. Take our quiz on Sparkle. up at around four later. Follow us on Twitter at Shake and Blake 312. And before we get out of here, John, Cats by 90. Cats by 90. There's a meeting.